0: Welcome back, beautiful. It's Lisa here, and I'm joined as always with the beautiful Lauren. Say hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. <laughs> you dag. <laughs> I, I did do it once. I hope <laughs> <have> so. <to. laughs> oh look and we are raw and real and <laughs> now i've got the keels i've thrown you off I don't care. i'm gonna keep that recording uh, joining us again for another episode of life lessons with lisa and lauren it's so good to be back in your um, earbuds today and i'm looking forward to sharing some Something interesting that we've sort of been uh, playing with for a little while now, talking about self-care. But before we do that, what's our podcast all about? It's just about stories and lessons that we've learned along our journey through our little lives that we've had. And we've got together and figured that if we've learned some lessons along our way and our journey, that you might be interested in hearing what they are and taking out of it whatever you do from the stories that we have to tell in the, in the hope that it might maybe inspire you to go forward and live your best life and to really realise your true potential. And um, as always, Lauren has a little uh, disclaimer that she likes to share, which I'm going to hand over to her before we kick off.
1: Thank you, Lisa. I do like to cover my own backside. I want to remind everyone, as always, this is our experience, these are our stories, our observations. They are not by any means telling you what to do, what you should or should not do. These may or may not work for you. The whole point is just that you will hear our experiences, our stories, our lessons and pick and choose the bits that you think might be worth a try in your life and see how they go. Um, we absolutely want to hear from you if you have tried any of them even if you disagree with something we've said let us know because that gives us an opportunity to learn or we might take what you've suggested and decide it's not for us that's how we roll that's okay so what Lisa you've
0: already said but remind me what are we talking about today yeah so we're going to dive into um, our perception of self-care today because One of the things that we really both of us have kind of uh, discovered, I guess, is that self-care is an underlying theme of our lives. And it wasn't necessarily something that we were really super aware of. Um, before we kind of started our personal growth journey, and I love that you said um, we like to learn from everybody else because yeah, hello, we're lifelong learners. <laughs> we can't help ourselves. So yes, we want to know. We're going to talk about what we do for self care, but we also want to know what you do for self care, what you think it, what you think self care is, and how you take responsibility for that. So yeah, today we're going to talk about um, what self care means and some of the things that we do and why we do that so i'm actually going to get lauren to start today because we've just been behind the scenes having a little chat and i love her perspective on self-care so i'm gonna hand it over to you lauren and tell us a bit about what self-care means to you and what you do for self-care
1: so i love this question because i remember as i was telling you earlier lisa um in a women's group uh, or probably february of 2020 um, I was asked, the the group was asked, you know, what do we do for self-care? How can we take better care of ourselves? You know, we'd been already going through this pandemic for a little bit and I've just realized it wasn't 2020, 2021, who freaking knows anymore. But Mm -hmm. anyway, we'd been going through the pandemic, everyone was struggling. So the discussion had you know, morphed into what can we do to look after ourselves? And everyone sort of went around the table and everyone had great ideas, you know, um, bubble baths or essential oils or um, taking time out for themselves, going for walks, all of beautiful, wonderful ideas. By the time they got to me, I was thinking, oh, my God, my list is so long. My list is so long of self-care that I do for myself, like stuff I do to look after me. And I thought, oh, mm, that sounds a bit selfish. I can't, I can't. They mm. went, no, actually, that's kind of the point because for me, I actually can't think of a single thing in my day-to-day life that isn't somehow self-care. You know, from how I um, choose clothes and arrange my wardrobe, to the food I eat, to my budget, to the people I spend my time with or choose not to spend time with, like literally every aspect of my life in one form or another is self-care. And on the surface that does sound really selfish it sounds like i'm sort of spending my life lying around and you know being fanned and having grapes dropped into my mouth and when i can afford that that's
0: totally going to happen but for (laughs) the moment (laughs) of course don't we all that isn't that one of our dreams uh, to aspire to to be laying by the pool and having someone serve us cocktails and (laughs) grapes.
1: but that's not what i mean i mean that i make choices so that I can continue being my best self, so that I can support the people around me, so that they can continue supporting me, so that everyone is happy. Mm. Like it all comes back to just we want to be happy. And for me, that means keeping things simple and making it easy, making it as easy for myself as possible to keep doing what I want to be doing.
0: I love that. And I think there you've just nailed what, I truly believe is the definition of self-care as well. It's it's about having things in place so that you do take care of yourself first. It's like that old analogy of putting the face, like in flying in an airplane and putting your face mask on. You They always tell you to put your face mask on first. And once you're safe and you're alive, then you can help other people. And I, I genuinely think that that is what self-care is about. It's about being your best self so that you can help all of those other people that are in your life. Amazing. So tell us a bit more about some of those um, self-care, you know, your how you set your life up to be one big self-care fest, if you
1: like. (laughs) Star of my own show here. (laughs) So I think, okay, nobody's going to be surprised when I say decluttering, that the idea is simply to pick out what I do want, and to get rid of anything I don't. And again, that is oversimplifying it, because obviously, you know, all all the memes around the Marie Kondo method and stuff, you know, if it doesn't spark joy, I'm going to throw it out, so I've tossed out my scales, and my bill, and my, you know, whatever. Um, No, it needs to go a little bit deeper than that, you know. uh, You might not want to be running on a treadmill every day, because you feel like you need to To do a certain amount of exercise. So, but I know that for me, exercise is a form of self care. I know that I feel better when I have been moving, but maybe jogging on a treadmill isn't for me. Maybe dancing is, or swimming, or cycling, who knows, gardening. But moving my body works for me. That is a form of self care. And if you're not enjoying it, then that is not the form of self care you want to be doing because it's not caring. So I've been listening to, I'm not finished yet, but I've been listening to an audio book called The Kindness Method and every step of the way I'm like, yes, that explains why I like it this way. That explains, because we're not looking at ways to punish ourselves, we're looking at ways to nourish ourselves. So the goal might be the same, but the method to get there is what we're after. And when the method to get there is based on self-care, on kindness, on loving yourself, it's so much easier and it feels good and you want to keep doing it. But if the idea is to punish yourself into submission, like forcing yourself down a particular path so that you can reach some goal that doesn't feel good, you're not going to get there. It's going to be awful. And even if you do get there by some miracle, you're more likely to fall back into your old habits. So...
0: I love that. I love that. And one of my ways of coaching is talking about kindness and compassion to yourself. That's one of the key components. And when you do love yourself enough and you support yourself enough, then you start to take care of yourself better. You make those um, little things in life much more of a priority. And the little things are basically, and I'm kind of going to, add to what you've been talking about, Lauren, is the foundations, the foundations of being your best self. Mm-hmm. Self-care is actually at at the core. It is like the ground that we stand on. It, it, it's what builds us up and allows us to put, you know, all of our parts of our lives into working order. Mm-hmm. And if you're not taking care of yourself, well, then you're falling apart at the seams. Yeah. And so when I say foundations, and you've talked about a few of them already, I I believe some of the foundations are, like you said, movement, like moving your body every day.
1: In a way that feels good to you.
0: Yes, yeah. in a way that feels good to you, that is actually nourishing you. A lot of women I know go to the gym regularly or they have an exercise route regime where they run, you know, run, run crazy and actually What they're doing is punishing themselves. Mm -hmm. They're actually punishing their bodies and they come away from the gym session. Yes, they feel good because they've got their happy hormones and endorphins going because exercise will do that. It is a little bit addictive and it Mm -hmm. is a drug. But they are pushing their bodies and punishing their bodies and moving themselves to sheer exhaustion. Mm -hmm. Now, that to me is is an act of self-harm as opposed to an act of self-love. Whereas if, like you said, move your body in nourishing ways wow. that support your body mm-hmm. and um, allow your body to, to remain strong, to remain flexible and to enable you to do all of the things that you want to do, then that's got to be an act of self-love. Absolutely. and. Self-care, ultimate self-care. So that's going to look different. It's going to look different. Like I have a
1: friend who absolutely loves the the gruelling boot camps at gym and I went with her a few times and I hated it. Mm. absolutely hated it every second of it and I got the rush of endorphins at the get at the end but it really felt like it was the finishing that gave me the, like I'm done now yes. I hated ever I hated getting up early for it I hated feeling exhausted all day after it I hated every single movement
0: mm-hmm. every
1: single I hated it mm-hmm. and to begin with I was like well what's wrong with me I, I just I can't like am I so weak that I can't do this? No, nothing to do. It just was not for me. She loves it. My friend absolutely loves that kind of exercise. She loves feeling like she's really working for it. I don't, I'm quite Mm -hmm. happy to to walk. I can walk and walk and walk and walk. And I can do some quite strenuous um, Pilates and reformer Pilates, which can be almost like a gym workout in itself. I love weights. But it took me friggin' forever to figure out which ones worked for me that I enjoyed and wanted to keep going back to do because I kept trying to do the thing that was supposed to work, that you were supposed Mm -hmm. to enjoy, that was supposed to be the most effective for whatever goal you were going for. And when you keep trying to do what you're prescribed to do instead of what feels good, you're going to fight back
0: against it absolutely it's that whole resistance thing and and then you end up not enjoying it and you you know you start to punish yourself you start to well I should be enjoying it and the whole shooting on yourself and then feeling bad and then there's the negative self-talk that comes into it eventually you stop doing anything because you just don't love it and it doesn't light you up and it's super important for our bodies to move because if we don't move we get stiff and Mm -hmm. We our bodies start to kind of um, disintegrate for one yeah. of a better word they they just stop working effectively. Yeah, so sure movement help is important for our bodies because long term self care. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, and
1: basically what we're saying is that self care should feel caring. It should not feel bad. Self care mm-hmm. should not feel bad, which is why we often end up with lists like, you know, um, having a night out with the girls or having a bath. Or like I think Mel Robbins talks. That she's you know a yeah, um, I
0: love Mel Robbins.
1: Yes. Yeah. So for those who don't, she's a mostly she's a public speaker, but she's also an author. Um, she's definitely a self care, um, self improvement guru. Yes, definitely.
0: Uh, and,
1: she talks about um, that she has a bath as often as she can and I think it might be a daily ritual for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also talks about how she gets up every day and puts makeup on before her husband gets up. Now for me, that's just, just that's one too many steps. like I don't I don't do not need to get up any earlier for anyone for anything <laughs> and the effort that it takes to put makeup on is too much for me but that's what makes her feel good about herself. That is her self-care yeah and that's yeah. going to look different to everyone so okay we all we all know deep down that you know looking after our physical bodies in the sense of exercise and eating right and drinking enough water and wearing sunscreen like you know a lot of us might not be doing it and that's something that we want to change but that's that's pretty well known that those are things we should <laughs> that should get work. look out <laughs> but we
0: actually,
1: well, when you think about it that is the self care that you want to be doing and that's kind of the Basic, easy stuff that, when you think about it, you know you want to look after your body because you know you want your body to keep looking after you. Yes. However, like you said, Lisa, you have to love yourself for that to happen because mm. if you don't, then you're actually you're probably sitting here listening to us going, "I really don't because I don't care that my body doesn't care like my body doesn't look after me anyway. It's always sick or I can't walk properly or no matter what I do, it's not working." Like those things. I'm I'm gonna actually be really nasty here. Those things are not working because you are not loving yourself enough. Like that is a choice at some point that you made. And now it's really hard. And I say this from experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am absolutely not accusing you. I'm saying from experience, if this is happening to you, it is a choice that you can unmake, you can choose to love yourself. But it's not as simple as just going, oh, Lauren said I have to love myself, so now everything's great. Oh, no, it takes time. Lisa, this is definitely more your area. If if one of our listeners is hearing this and going, it all sounds great, guys, but I seriously don't even, nowhere near this point, where do we start with the self-love?
0: Yeah, look, that's a brilliant question. I'm so glad you asked that because that is, Definitely something that a lot of our, both yours and my audiences, will um, be going, will have, be having that same question, that same thought. Yeah. Um, it starts, how do we start? Look, it's really about, it kind of is about values. It's about what's important to you. And when you start to assess, like truly consciously coming into what's important to you or me, for example, what's important to me, when I dig deep, It's really about um, being there for my family. Like my family is one of my important values, one of my higher core values. And my family are super important to me. Right. So I want to do whatever I can for them. And that means me showing up as my best self. So for me to be the best role model that I can, obviously my kids are a lot older now, but when they were younger, that meant me having enough energy to be able to do the things that I needed to do to be able to support them. That meant me having enough sleep and rest at night so that I could wake up and feel ready for the day like on the right in the right mindset like not behind the eight ball not tired and grumpy and snappy I wanted to be um, a nicer person for them so that their mornings started smooth and calm and less reactive and they'd go off to school happy skip out the door instead of mum screaming at them to try and get their shoes on and things like that so it was so the value of me needing to be the best person for my family was certainly a driver in remembering that it's okay for me to love myself first. And that's another part too, you know, loving yourself is a really great way to model to your children because they are watching you. They are watching everything that you do. They they don't learn what to do from what you say and all the instructions that you give, and all the knowledge you share, they learn from watching you. And if you're not taking care of yourself, they start to see that and start to learn, well, well, they don't, it's not a conscious thing. They're not going, oh, mum's not taking care of herself, so therefore I don't take care of myself. As they become teenagers, our teenage girls, very impressionable, are watching their mamas, watching their mamas do life. And if mum is ignoring her self-care if she's not taking care of her mental health or emotional wellness her physical health then the daughter is watching that and going hmm it's not important why isn't it important all of the other things are important okay so everybody else is more important than me right okay well if everybody else is more important than me then I don't need to eat well and I don't need to drink lots of water and I don't need to get any sleep Mm -hmm. and we start to form those habits and that's when we you know it all becomes habitual automatic and we stop taking care of ourselves and that was a real big wake up for me those those key things recognizing what was super important to me and then how could I be that person that I needed to be so that my family ultimately and everybody else wins and that meant taking care of myself which meant I needed to love myself enough to do that
1: so I I like that you actually put those two together because to start with and I think that so for a lot of us struggling with the self-love and therefore the self-care or vice versa um, that comes down to the self-worth and we've been conditioned to not really value ourselves because we've seen the other women out in our lives not value themselves yes you know everything from you know mum's the last person to sit down at the family dinner because she's serving everyone else mm-hmm. um you know mum gets the burnt chop I think was the, the old saying um yeah. to things like mum berating herself because her clothes don't fit properly or even positive comments like I remember women in my life saying things like you're so lucky you know your skin's so nice or you don't have wrinkles or your tummy's flat or whatever it might have been, these usually physical things, but basically you're so young, you look young, you are young, mm-hmm. you don't have responsibility, all of these things that are not true for the person speaking because they perceive themselves to be less than now. And therefore, we sort of grow up going, well, wrinkles are bad or being fat is bad or going grey is bad
0: Mm. or,
1: you know, whatever it might be. You know, being a mum means I'm less of a person basically was the message we all got, or at least Mm -hmm. everyone I knew got that. Yes. And so to start with, when we already have that so deeply ingrained that we don't even recognise it's there, it can be hard to say, oh, well, you have to put yourself first. It's not that simple. So we start by what you've done, Lisa, and it's definitely what worked for me. I outsourced that worth. Mm. I was like, I'm not worth it to me, but I need to be worth it to her, you know, to my daughter, to my nieces, to like whoever you've got that you want to be a role model for. You know, before you had kids, Lisa, it might have been your students.
0: Yeah. If, you, if you've yeah. got
1: that, you know, I need to show them that it's worth, you know, putting a brush through my hair before I leave the house. You know, wearing clothes that fit me so I'm comfortable,
0: Mm.
1: you know, not trying to look a particular way just because that's what social media or whatever it is says I need to do. Mm. I'm going to do what works for me because I want her to do what works for her. Mm. And, yeah, if we start by outsourcing that worth, then we can start to play with it. But actually it's for me and it's okay that it's for me. And every step along the way, if I start to think that it's not, I can put myself or I can look at my daughter. Very lucky to have a daughter that is like a mirror.
0: Hey, (laughs) they're good, aren't they? They're great at reflecting back.
1: Oh, but I mean, (laughs) in so many, so many ways, so Mm. many ways, Mm. looking at her, I can think if if I knew she was saying these things to herself that I'm saying to myself, how would I feel about that? And sometimes that's enough to make me well up. Like the idea that my daughter might be talking to herself in the same way that I used to talk to myself makes me want to burst into tears. Mm. I do not ever, ever, ever want her to feel that way. And I might not be able to help it, but the best I can do is show her that I don't feel that way anymore. And that if she grows up to be even a tiny bit like me, and she's pretty good chance she is she's going to know that it is okay to be whatever size you are and it is okay to leave the house without makeup on because you Mm -hmm. don't need to look like you know a celebrity every time you go to the supermarket but it's also okay if you want to wear bright red lipstick to the park like whatever works for you i want her to know that that's okay and the only way that i can know for sure that i have done my best to convince her of that, is that I do it for myself. Yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. For yourself, not for anybody else. And, I mean, that's the name, isn't it? It's self-care. It's about taking care of yourself. And I think we, we've we kind of, it's been a bit of a self-care revolution been going on um, for a few years now, especially in social media and, um, well, in the media, that we need to take Better, like better care of ourselves, but it's kind of been a little bit of perceived as a selfish thing to do, that you are going off and doing things and that means the rest of the family or the rest of, you know, it could be work or whatever the environment that you're in, they're missing out because you're going off and doing something. So it's been perceived as quite a selfish thing to do. But when we pair it back and we look at what the actual core meaning of what self-care is, Is it simply means to take care of yourself. And you need to value yourself and love yourself enough to want to do those sorts of things that fill your cup up and make you feel good and nourish your body, your mind and your soul. And so that you can be the best version of yourself. And I think we get a little bit like, oh, I feel, you know, those feelings of guilt and those kind of um, resentment and things like that come into it when we start to look outside of ourselves and listen to what other people say about the activities that we choose to do, when in actual fact we it's just a case of coming back to ourselves and going, okay, well, what do I need right now in this moment to be the best version of myself? And then we can, you know, stop rushing around like a headless chook and just take a moment to just gather our senses and gather our thoughts and take a moment to breathe so that we can function more efficiently and more effectively.
1: So that kind of leads me to another thought and that's the idea that because first you were saying you know self-care is taking care of yourself and when I think taking care of yourself it means nobody else has to take care of me. It's like if you think of Okay, I gave the example earlier of mum's the last one to sit down because she's serving everyone. If you have a buffet, then everyone takes care of themselves and that gives mum less to do. However, is it a problem um, if somebody is taking care of you? And there's the other thing because, again, mum's usually taking care of everyone and it's not always mum but the mum figure, right? Mum's always taking care of everyone, not taking care of herself. Mum's mm. not taking care of herself sooner or later. Somebody's going to have to take care of mum in oh, one no way. way or another. It's going to happen. So is, I mean, I'm, I think I know my answer, but I'm only working through this mm. as we record. Mm. Mm. A type of self-care is allowing yourself to be cared for by the people around you.
0: Oh, absolutely. We did a whole podcast. What
1: is a part of self-care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we've discussed, as you you said, Lace, we've discussed in a previous podcast about getting support, asking for help, yeah? Mm, And mm. so, you know, the fact that I have a cleaner is part of my self-care. It is not because I can't do it myself. It's not because I'm too lazy. It is because that opens up my energy. It opens up my space. It opens up my time, all the other things, and it keeps me on track for the things I want to do. That is a part of my self-care. I'm letting, well, I'm paying, but I'm letting somebody else look after me. But it is just as okay to say, you know, actually, I really need to sleep in today. Could you get up, hun, and deal with this? Or, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's been a long time since I've worked in in, in an, well, I've never worked in an office, but I've worked for someone else. It's been a long time. But I know that there are definitely situations where having a mental health day is the best thing you can do for your employer, Absolutely,
0: absolutely.
1: You know, maybe don't call in sick on a day you're supposed to do a massive presentation or something. Mm. But saying, "Actually, this day nobody's going to die, nothing's going to go wrong, the world's not going to fall apart if I'm not there, so I'm going to take today off."
0: Mm.
1: Or mm-hmm. here's a time where I can have a half day and go and see a movie with a friend, or I can take a long lunch or go for a walk or whatever, and that can be the best thing for your job as well as for yourself Mm. and the other people in your office can just let that happen they can pick up the slack or whatever it might be and a lot of businesses are starting to recognize this too
0: yeah they are they are and I think our uh, pandemic has certainly helped with that because having people stay at home and work from home they've been a lot more conscious of how much time they have to work and how much time they need to manage their families and all the other resources around them that they're starting to really be a bit more mindful about the choices that they're making especially when they're coming back into the workplace um, and coming back into those offices that people need time and it's it's an act of self-care to recognize how much energy you have to give and how effective and efficient you're being. And if you're being neither of those, if you are not effective and not efficient in whatever you're doing, whether that's being a mum, whether that's being an employee, whether that's being a netball coach, if, if, if you're not showing up and being the best version of yourself, then there's some radical self-care that needs to happen. And unfortunately, our world has been driven by this need to push, push, push and, you know, have outcomes and expectations and, you know, set the bar so high that we're almost, you know, forgetting that we're actually humans that have a finite amount of energy and a finite amount of time to do the activities that we have to do in a day yeah. that we, we push ourselves to the limit and that's where we end up burnt out and exhausted or having, you know, Mental episodes and breakdowns and depression and anxiety and all of those things come from this constant drive, drive, push, push, push. I've got to be more, do more all the time. But realistically, this little human vessel here has, has an <laughs> expiration date. It has a, a too full level. And if it gets too full or gets Push to the limit, something's got to give and that's when we end up sick and that's when we end up burnt out or unable to do anything and therefore everybody else has to pick up the pieces. And tell you what, that was what was happening to me and the biggest wake-up call for me was like I can't keep living like that otherwise I'm actually not going to be living, so I'm yeah. going to keep living. Yeah, it's,
1: mm. it's scary when your body actually starts to tell you and it's not mm. just... I'm more tired than I was yesterday or Mm. um, I can't do that thing as easily as I used to be able to. Sometimes your body is literally screaming at you and if you don't recognise that, it's only going to get louder. Yeah. Yeah. And and that can be very scary. I think there's a whole other topic Ooh, on, how, yeah. on how stress actually manifests, stress yeah. and anxiety. So I'm, I'm writing that down. We've got to cover that. we got <laughs> to
0: cover that 100% because that's um, been driving both of us, the stress and anxiety. So, yeah. yeah, we need to talk about that. And I think that, as
1: you said, you know, with the pandemic and stuff, people have sort of become more aware of how flexibility can come into the workplace. Mm-hmm. However, I also think that there's going to be, there's already the start of it, but there's definitely going to be a surge in people having having those breakdowns and stuff um, or the you know the first time they've experienced real anxiety
0: Mm. because
1: Mm. of the changes that are happening around us and that forcing themselves to go back into those boxes of this is how my day goes
0: yeah
1: Yeah. you know it was starting to happen when people were stuck at home and not able to cope with that Mm. Um, I think that people who have been practicing self-care consciously had an easier time not an easy time but an easier time than yeah. those who have not felt who have not really um consciously practiced self-care before or those who thought that self-care was just taking a bath you know yeah
0: yeah absolutely yeah, yeah there's so definitely much more to that. it yeah, totally. And redefining, redefining what it is. It's not selfish. It's an act of care, and mm-hmm. with love and kindness, this little human body needs to be looked after so that we can have a long, long, and happy, and beautiful lives. So, I guess let's wrap it up here. What's your biggest? Um, what do you think is kind of that one important message that you want our listeners to sort of take away from our little conversation today, Lauren?
1: Oh, God as I said at the beginning like that it's it's just everything it is everything and self-care should be a major factor in everything you do
0: mm. if it
1: doesn't feel good you need to really pay attention to why
0: mm. yeah yeah and I'm gonna carry on with that the why like mm. listen to why it is that self-care needs to be a priority in your life and And when you can link, you know, your highest value, in my case, like it was my family, when I can link self-care to my highest value of taking care of my family, it's a no-brainer for me. Like, it means that I love myself enough to take care of myself first so that everything else is, has a win-win situation and gets the best. So linking it, to, I think linking it to your highest values would be um, an important part of kind of assessing why you're not doing self-care and how perhaps you could incorporate more self-care. And, and I think really making self-care individual, like what works best for you, you know, what fills your cup up, cup up what nourishes you, is different to what nourishes me and what nourishes Lauren. So think about seriously the things <clears throat> that you need to do to fill your cup up. I think that would be my. I ended up with two. Sorry about that. <laughs>
1: like, a, as we know, there's always so much more to discuss. And, mm-hmm. yeah, like you, you bring yours back to being the best you can for your family. And, you know, I want my family to have the best of me too. But also I just want things to feel good and be easy. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So any time that I can make things feel good and easy now, but also in the future,
0: mm.
1: that's that's where I'm going. So Love that's self care for me.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, I think that's a beautiful little um, segue for us to finish on, if that's the yeah. right word. Not really, but anyway. For us we're, done. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Thanks, Lauren, for another awesome chat. I loved hearing your perspective and I think we've given people a few little things to think about. So I'd love to hear what your takeaway is from our um, episode today. What's the one big thing that's going to stick with you and maybe what's one tiny little act of self-care that you can make part of your daily routine? that's just going to make you feel better for the rest of the day all right gorgeous people thank you
1: all right thanks everyone and yes as lisa said let us know what you think what you do for self-care and questions
0: questions Mm. anything
1: you'd like us to talk about if there's a part of self-care that you want us to expand on if that sounded new to you then um yeah we want to hear from you so we can keep talking give me another reason
0: to keep talking guys (laughs) all right bye lisa bye lauren